Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to episode six of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's my goal to help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God in your world and experience Him on a personal level like you've never experienced God before. Before we get going, I'd like to ask if you would, please subscribe to our podcast there in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, however you're listening. That way you'll never miss out on new episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. It always helps us in getting the word out. Uh, hey, we want to encourage you to go to our website, chagonzalez.com. We just recently updated it, and we've got some really great devotionals and uh, new videos on there. We've also got those on our YouTube channel. We've got our itinerary there. Uh, in October, we will be at Open Door Fellowship Church in Lorry, Missouri. Uh, my wife, Lacey, and I, we're going to be doing a marriage conference on Friday and Saturday, October 13th and 14th. And then on Sunday morning, I will be doing a healing service there. So, hey, if you're in the Missouri area, we would love for you to come out, get to meet you, be a part of the services. We're going to have a great time. Uh, Lacey and I, we always enjoy uh, teaching on marriage and relationships. Uh, you know, my wife, she's just really funny. And I have a tendency to be a little bit more of the serious one. But we compliment each other. We have a lot of fun with those. And I uh, just believe in being very... Uh, open and transparent uh, when it comes to relationships uh, because you know really that doesn't happen, happen much in church and we need to talk more about marriage and how to have a, a godly marriage successful marriage and that in doing that you know even though you're Christians man you can still have fun and in our marriages we should be uh, examples of how to have a great marriage uh, for the world so anyway October 13th through 15th we'll be there at Open Door uh, Fellowship Church in Lori. Missouri. So hey, uh, let's get into the message today. We're going to be spending some time today talking about finances and talking about the kingdom of God and, and how God wants us to prosper. Uh, and yet, I'm not going at it from the standpoint of, of what we've heard before and that, you know, uh, if you want a car, sew a car. <laughs> if you want a suit, sew a suit. You're not going to really find that in scripture. But, you know, I always base everything on our identity our union with Christ, that's my foundation for everything that we do. It's my foundation for everything that we teach. And, and you know, if, you, if you're not careful when you're, when you're teaching along those lines of, of prosperity and even in healing that we've seen so many times before, it's very easy to get in works. It's very easy to get into a position that, you know, I'm doing this so God should do that. Well, if you just stick with your union with Christ... It'll keep you from, from working and getting a job with Faith Incorporated. And it'll get you just putting your faith in the grace of God and what's actually been provided, you know, through redemption. Um, you know, if you go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 and 27, the Bible tells us that God, He made us in His very image and in His very likeness. I love Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 because it shows me who I am. That I'm just like my father. And then not only am I just like my father, it also tells us in 26 and verse 27 that, that God, he gave us dominion over all of the earth, over all of it. 
And as we begin to read through uh, Genesis in Genesis chapter 2 and 3, we begin to find out that, man, there was some good stuff uh, in the garden, some good stuff in the earth. There was gold and silver and minerals and jewels, and, and God put those things there, not the devil. God put those things there, and he put them there for man. He put them there for man, not only for us to enjoy, but also to be able to use to expand the kingdom of God. And that's what it's all about, friends, that you and I are made in the very image and likeness of God so we could represent him on the earth, so we could act like him on the earth, and we can expand the Garden of Eden on earth. That was the plan. You know, if you read there in, in Genesis chapter 2 that, you know, God put man in the garden and, and he told uh, Adam, you know, to expand this thing and increase this thing. And so that was the plan is that in the Garden of Eden, that was the model. And that was a starting point. And, and if you notice that from the garden, there flowed, you know, four rivers. And, and it was from those rivers you see an outflow from the garden. And that was God's plan that you and I, we would be an outflow. You know, back in the 90s, there was a, a move that was taking place in regards to prosperity. And it, it, it was a good thing. And the fact that we needed to find out that, you know, God wanted us to prosper. But the problem that happened was we became very inwardly focused. And it was all about how many cars I can have and, and the clothes I can have and the houses and and jets and planes and stuff I can have and you know there's nothing wrong with any of those things we need those things uh, some of those things are for to enjoy some of those things are tools to spread the gospel but the problem is, is that we became inwardly focused because many of us have been so poor we we're just excited we didn't have to be poor anymore but we weren't supposed to be inwardly focused we were supposed to be outwardly focused and you see it in the garden that here you have man he's made in God's image and likeness uh, he's been given dominion over all the earth and the things that man needs it's in the earth and yet also flowing from uh, the garden of eden you see these rivers flowing out that's feeding uh, the land and you see where the where the water touches it man uh, things are growing things are prospering there's gold there that was god's plan and you know adam messed that up unfortunately but the great thing is that Jesus, he came and re he restored us back to God's original plan for man. So that's why 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, If any man be in Christ, he becomes a brand new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. The old way of living is gone. There's a new way to live. There's a new way to think. There's a new way to speak. And there's a new way to act. And the way we are to think and act and speak and think, it should be from the kingdom of God. It should be uh, with a perspective that, you know, you and I, we are uh, the gateway uh, uh, of transferring things from heaven into this earth. And so we should never be seeing things uh, from a perspective of lack. Uh, if you're seeing lack, it's because you're looking uh, at the world as your source. Uh, but if you're seeing an abundance, it's because uh, you got your eye on heaven. Uh, while you're just uh, living on this earth. And so that's why in John chapter 3, I love John 3. Again, most people know John 3 verse 16, you know, about how uh, God sent Jesus into the world to save the world. But, you know, you find out a lot about your identity. Uh, Jesus mentioned a lot about, you know, who he was and, and, 
and where he was from and that being from heaven. There's things that you and I find out about ourselves. John 3, 3, Jesus said that, you know, you must be born again to see and experience the kingdom of God. And many people interpret that in that, you know, I got to get saved so I can go to heaven. Well, that's a part of it. You know, the, the natural byproduct of salvation is you get to go to heaven. But one of the other great things is that when you get saved, when you become one with Christ, you can experience and manifest heaven here on this earth. And so in John 3, that's actually what Jesus is talking about. Because when you get down to verse 13, Jesus said, not only am I from heaven and not only am I going back to heaven, heaven is where I'm at right now. I mean, imagine he's standing on the ground, you know, in his, in his, his robe and his dirty sandals. And he's talking to Nicodemus at night. And he said, I know you're looking at me right now. We're here on the earth, but I'm actually in heaven. Well, Jesus is talking about he, he's living from heaven. Yeah, he's, he's on the earth, but he's living from heaven. One foot, you know, in the natural and one foot in the supernatural. Walking on the earth, but living from heaven where there's abundance. You know, Jesus mentions other things like in Luke 17, verse 20, he said, the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. Why? Because we were born again and we've been given dominion. We've been given authority to spread the kingdom of God. And, and so the, the way that this applies to finances, it comes down to this. There is no lack. There, it's always abundance for you and I. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 tells us that we have been blessed. We have been given every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You know, this is one of the in Christ scriptures that I've had my little boy Jake learn. And we say it like this. I have everything heaven has to offer in Christ. Everything heaven has to offer in Christ. Well, what does heaven have? Heaven has gold. Heaven has jewels. You know, there's so much of an abundance of it. God uses it for building materials. You know, and in this world, we, we look at those building materials that heaven uses. And, and we look at those as, you know, as precious things uh, that we work really hard to have. But there's so much of it in heaven, they use it to build with. Why? There's abundance. There, there's no lack in heaven. And that's why it's important that, you know, you and I, we spend time you know, keeping our mind aware of the realities of heaven. That's one thing Paul was talking about over in Colossians uh, chapter 3. He said, set your mind on the things of heaven. I like to say it like this, set your mind on the realities of heaven. Uh, he said, where, uh, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2, he says, set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. So notice verse 1, he said, if you were raised with Christ, seek those things that are above. Put your mind on those things. Set your mind on those things. Set your mind on the realities of heaven. That Ephesians 1, 3, that you have everything heaven has to offer. So, you know, we've had a lot of teaching about uh, sowing and about giving. And that's a major piece of, of growing and prospering, you know, according to the kingdom of God. Uh, you see lots of, of, of teaching in the Word of God about a seed, and about sowing seed. And there's also the piece, a major piece that we don't hear enough of, of in regards to being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, being in the right place at the right time. You know, you could be doing uh, the right thing and doing that at the wrong time, and you're not going to get the results that you should get. Or you could be doing the right thing but doing it in the wrong place, and that's not going to get you results that you need to get. So... 
There is also the piece of being led by the Holy Spirit. But there's also another piece that we, we need to spend a lot of time on, and it's in regards to our mind and the way that we view things. You know, the, the way you see something is going to determine what you can have and, and what you can do. If you see yourself as a loser, well, you'll be a loser. And if you see yourself as, as always having lack, then that's what you're going to always have is lack. But when you see yourself always having access to the resources of heaven, then man, that's a game changer. And, and life begins to change because your outlook begins to change. Because all of a sudden we start to see ourselves as, as not living in lack, but, but actually having access to abundance wherever we're at and whatever we're doing. So, you know, we shouldn't be led by a sticker. You know, so many times we look at the price of something and we get sticker shock. Well, if you're getting sticker shock, then that's, that's your blinking red sign that whatever that number is, uh, you just went past your limit, you know, of what's possible with God. And so those are things that I do. If there's a number, I'm always working on that number uh, to increase that number, make that number bigger uh, so that I can find where that limit is and then make that uh, smaller in my mind. You know, I remember when $100, that was a big, that was a big number for me. And I remember when $1,000, that was a big number for me. And 10000 that was a big number for me. And I had to work to make those things, you know, small uh, in my mind. I had to make them very, very small in my mind. Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 9 is a great chapter on, in the area of finances. And one of my favorite verses there is verse 8. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8. And notice what it says. It says, God, he's able, able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things would have an abundance for every good work. And I like this because there's no mention of you in there, of what you have and your talents and abilities. There's no mention of your bank account there. There's no mention of a, a sticker cost there. There's no mention of what the circumstances of life are. There's no mention of the economy and the stock market. There's no mention of anything earthly. It's, it has everything to do uh, about where we're from according to the kingdom of God. God's able to make all grace abound towards you. Now listen, I'm going to read it again. I want you to listen and see if you can hear anything that has to do anything of this world. He said, God's able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things would have an abundance for every good work. Notice there's no mention, not, not one time, not even an inkling of a mention of the economy. Of, of your background, of your education, of your experiences, of the initials after your last name, of, of your degrees or lack of degrees, uh, of your paycheck, of your salary. There's no mention of any of those things at all. At all. It's simply letting us know what's possible. You and I, we have got to enlarge our mind of what is possible. You know, right now, uh, here at our church, we're in the process of of selling our church property and and going bigger and better and and you know there there's numbers there that want to tell you uh, what you can have and what you can do but I'm telling you friends the numbers of this world cannot tell us uh, what heaven can give us and so I'm not allowing these numbers to tell me what to do there was a there was a tendency there you know to start looking at what was available based on what we have uh, but then I got a, a, a check in my spirit 
And I had to ask the Lord to forgive me because all of a sudden I found myself uh, looking at what was possible according to numbers instead of looking at what was possible with God. And so I had to recollect myself, get my mind back on the realities of heaven and, and begin to expand my mind and begin to expand my thinking. You know, the area of finances is something I've had to work on, you know, the last few years. Because, you know, in, in the area of healing, we've seen just marvelous, marvelous things. And, and we've been so blessed to be a part of, you know, this ministry in which God has called us to and, and manifesting the miraculous in the area of healing. But because of the way that I grew up as a kid, we grew up extremely poor. And so finances was always a, a, a rough thing for us. Uh, in my mind, I saw everything as small and everything as little and everything as hard. And, you know, about two years ago, uh, I was praying and I was asking God, I was just confused in the area of finances and prosperity. I'd heard so many different teachings over the years. And so I was just asking God just for some revelation in that area. And he told me this. He said, Chad, he said, uh, the, the, the financial piece works the same way as the healing piece. He said, in regards to healing, you're always willing to put yourself on the line, put your reputation and pride on the line. You've always been all in, and there's there's no plan B. You know, there's no backup, and you're willing to basically just go out and, and if it doesn't work, look like a fool. What works the same way in the area of finances? And so, you know, I remember, I want to tell you this story. We'll end here. I want to tell you a story just to encourage you. So our church, you know, we had decided to build a gym, and I wanted to build this gym debt-free, and so I'd begun seeking the Lord as to what to do, and and I had some friends, uh, some friends of ours, Vidar and Catherine, they they lead uh, Rama Kenya, Rama Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, they have many, many campuses, over 250, 260 campuses all around the world. And one of those is in Kenya, and our friends Vidar and Catherine were in Tulsa for a little bit, and they were in the process of, of finishing up a building in Mombasa, and Lacey and I just had it on our heart to sew into that and be a part of that. You know, we were getting ready to take on this building endeavor and we wanted to be a part of what they were doing. And so we had just decided out of our head and just, you know, compassion, uh, we want to hook up. And so we were going to sew $10,000 into that. Well, I was down at some meetings with, with Mark Hankin. Mark Hankin is down in Alexandria, Louisiana. It's a supernatural uh, leadership conference. And it was just one service we were praying. And while I was praying, the Lord spoke to me about that that offering that we were going to give to Vidar and Catherine. And he told me, he said, that's that's not enough. He said, you need to make that larger. He said, that $10,000, that's small to you because you've done that before. And I responded and said, well, well what's, what's big enough? And he said, I want you to give $50,000. Well, so I texted, you know, Lacey. I texted our bookkeeper at church and said, hey, you know, y'all change the check. Uh, let's change it from $10,000, change it to $50,000. Well, we gave that money to Vidar and Catherine about two weeks later. They had driven over from Tulsa to be a part of our service one Sunday. and We gave that to them. And man, I just took off running. I was shouting and praising God. So thankful to be a part of that. You know, we gave that as a church, that $50,000. And, and I told everybody, I said, hey, you know, we, we give to give. We're not giving to get anything. We, we're giving because that's what the Lord told us to do. Uh, we're giving out of obedience and honor and love. But what happened the following week was just absolutely amazing. The following Sunday, we had an additional $25,000 come in. 
The next Sunday, we had another $25,000 come in. The next Sunday, we had another $25,000 come in. And over the course of about four weeks, we had almost $80,000 in additional income for the church come in. And so I told everybody, every week I was telling them, we just had another 25000 come in. And so when we hit that 80 mark, I told them, I said, hey, you know, we've gotten the principal back on this, this offering, but I know there's more, you know. And so we just continued just to thank God and believe God for the harvest that was coming in off of that. Well, just about two months ago, two or three months ago, and so this is about a little over a year from when we gave the 50000 about two or three months ago, uh, we just had a normal Sunday service, and on Mondays, our bookkeeper will send me a text of what the total offering is for that Sunday. And uh, I looked at my text that they had sent me. I looked down. I thought I, I misread, but the offering was over $100,000. Man, I started shouting and screaming and hollering and praising God because I knew that was a harvest off of that seed that was sown. So, you know, we sowed $50,000, and Again, I wasn't sowing that because we were trying to get some money. I was seeking God as to what to do, and that's what he told us to do. Well, from that 50000 uh, we got a harvest of around $180,000. Well, now that put us in a position to do some other things we're going to do as a church and, and growing and increasing our influence uh, here in the city. And so, anyway, I tell you that just to encourage you, number one, enlarge your thinking. Uh, expand your thinking. You know, if you think it's possible, then it's too small. If you think it's possible, listen to that. If you think it's possible, it's too small. And you need to do some uh, changing in the way that you think and enlarge your capacity there to believe God and give God more room to do more for you. God's always wanting to do more, but what it comes down to is we limit Him so many times by what we think is possible. So, hey, I hope you enjoyed our time together and that today not only helped expand your mind of what's possible in Christ, but also helps you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God to your world. Make sure and subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends, the Supernatural Life Podcast. Remember that in Christ, we always win. Have a great day. God bless you.